0: Hello, my name is Ryan Kramer. I exist on this planet for the <laughs> purposes of, oh, well, hey, I just now got started and you're already interrupting me. No, <laughs> no, I am a creative director slash web developer who wanders the planet uh, David Carradine style, and I have an unhealthy affiliate with the DecoPata Uh, creatures of this planet also you know containing a subset of hermit crabs seems to catch my fancy for whatever reason
1: wait so tell me what what is what is the what's included in the family of decapoda?
0: honestly it just literally means 10 footed so and and it's not even like you you it's kind of like a subset of crustaceans for the most part so um and it it's kind of loose, too, because for the, to the best of my knowledge, it's like they let a lot of people in this club who aren't even necessarily 10 footed. Just, you know, a lot of times it just means creepy, crawly on the bottom of the sea and you got lots of appendages because it's funny. You can even get in an argument about, you know, OK, does that count as an appendage or not? Like, what's the cut off of this thing? What's up, stubby at the back of the room? Right. So, yeah, um, that's
1: not that's not like this. So some of the decapoda. But they all have 10 limb-like things you could sure. possibly consider, Feech.
0: Right. Yes, okay. exactly. So, um, but yeah, they're part of this wonderful little family. They are um, not unlike, you know, in some ways like insects where um, it's all about the exoskeleton for how their biology works, right? So a lot of the things that people do for their care of these crazy little creatures is um, – a, the starting point is based off of, you know, the insect world, a lot of it because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people are always trying to kill insects on land and that helps you decide, you know, whether or not them accidentally finish off your hermit crab at the same time.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. How do you, when did you get involved with hermit crabs? Has it it's, been like the past few years or decades of life? With so, these uh,
0: you know, it's one of those situations where, Somebody else in your life, you know, made the half-hearted attempt, and, but and you were the one who were, wasn't necessarily interested in it, and then you got sucked in totally. It's it's not <laughs> unlike it's not unlike you know you know the the 1950s TV dad who's mad at everything and doesn't want the dog and the kids are all like oh but please and then you know the dog comes home and the kids are like yeah the dog's nice or whatever but then you know the, the dad obsesses over it right
1: does that mean you started with one of those like christmas time mall hermit crabs like an the, impulse buy so
0: i will be perfectly honest it i don't think i had hardly th- anything to do with the decision on when we got the hermit crabs it's been <laughs> <laughs> it's been um uh, we're running up at about almost uh, yeah about 6 years we've had our hermit crabs roughly thereabouts and the funny thing about it is um we it, it's it's one of those situations where they come home and you're like okay well i guess this is a thing now and it's it started with the daughter wanting them mostly okay. right and to her credit she wasn't that old at the time she probably would have been um six-ish into seven, you know, depending on where the month cutoff is, who knows what their age is. But, um, She was smart in that she, you know, knew that you know a larger pet was never going to get approved by the parental authority Uh, figures. uh, So So she was
1: even at six or seven, she was running some kind of pet calculus in her head.
0: Right, uh, right. So you, you, you. So she, you know, you start by saying, "Oh my goodness, could we get?" You know, like they make it sound like it's going to be a really big deal kind of thing, and then they hit you with hermit crab, and then you're just sort of relieved. She's still doing that too, you know. That's like, brilliant. yeah, like she gave a presentation for her birthday, and then she asked for two books that were like fifteen dollars each on Amazon or something like that. And we're over here going, man, you could have swung way farther.
1: <laughs> you're like, a, it's almost like she's interviewing for a job, and she asks for like half the pay you were gonna give her. Right. Wow. Like,
0: oh, it's right. like, oh, hey, this this person knows how to, you know, work the system already at the tender age of six, and That probably should be, you know, filling me with a little bit more skepticism from here on out on how I potentially have been being played ever since.
1: (laughs) So did you get did you start with one? Is it all start with one or did you have a pair?
0: So actually we started and this was a case of having only one bit of useful information out of all the information you need to have. OK, we had uh, not one hermit crab. We had not two hermit crab. We had. Uh, I believe, four hermit crabs to start. Whoa. And that, and and so that wouldn't have been a terrible idea if it wasn't for the size of the cage that they were in. And so like what you were talking about before, about the whole mall kiosk pet yes, thing. Yes, where they
1: that, give you a tiny little container. And,
0: oh, you know. yeah. Oh, sure. And, and there's all sorts of things that are wrong with that that I'll get to in a second. But the, the short version of that for now is it's just not nearly enough space for them um, to be able to uh, function properly in, in how their biology works, right? It's the same thing as if you go to a, a fish store, depending on who it is that's there, if you go and you buy it at Walmart, you're just thrilled if they can, you know, use the net properly without flinging the fish across the aisle. <laughs> you go to, a, and you know, that's one side of the spectrum. The other side of the spectrum is of course, you know, They'll say things like, oh, well, how many gallons is your tank? What kind of species do you plan on putting next to each other? And then they'll be like, oh, well, they need a little bit more space than that. Or, yeah, you can have that many. Or um, if you do get this kind, then you should consider this sort of secondary. Like I call almost like a helper animal sometimes where, uh-huh. you know, it's like, oh, well, you you know, this this particular one this fish or whatever. You know, they've got a lot of what's this called byproduct. You should have a snail in there cleaning the sides of the wall or something. You know, it just... So it just depends, and in this particular case, we had four little pinchers and they honestly um, they had a hard time of it. We we lost two right away, um, and it was completely our fault, right? And I don't know if you want me to start segueing into what people. Screw up in these types of situations. Uh, yes,
1: I want to know. Why don't, since you've led us there, tell me about your horrible failures with these sudden deaths?
0: Oh yeah, sure. So first off, you have this little tiny cage, and you're packing these these crabs up on one another. And hermit crabs are a little. They've got a, almost like a little bit of a dichotomy going on on what they prefer to have. Um, they what they like and what they like to have, what it boils down to, is choice. So they are social actually creatures for a good portion of the time where like they will literally sometimes just, you know, get into a little group in the wild and just sort of sleep on top of each other. And they'll do that sometimes. And then at the other time, at other times they need space to literally, um, you, we use the term de-stress. Yes. That's a thing. Hermit crabs de-stress. And so what ends up happening is you bring these hermit crabs who, um, they were captured from the wild because this is the other thing that needs to be pointed out it is really difficult if not impossible i've you know i've never known anyone personally who's been able to pull it off to breed hermit crabs in captivity right um and without going into too much about how it works because you know my knowledge drops off a little bit there but it's not unlike sea turtles where you need a situation where you literally need this large vast environment area that can't exist in somebody's home yeah and so um virtually all of your hermit crabs that are purchased are from the wild they're basically so in
1: other words the hermit crabs in the captivity of even a large enclosure will just not engage in the behavior that would lead to procreation well population. well the
0: big the biggest the part that uh, that where everything falls apart is yeah. you know you, you can get the fertilizing of the eggs although that in and of itself is a step that often doesn't happen but you know they, they they spray them eggs and then nothing happens they just die there right so um, unless somebody is like creating like <laughs> the beach in their house more or less
1: ah
0: yeah, yeah. that all, and I can admire that level of dedication right so do you
1: know people who literally have built like mini wave machines and mostly because they love their hermit crabs or is that like way out of bounds
0: so so they what you're dealing with there is it gets really tricky because of other things like uh, hu- humidity. So you almost always ha- have to have an enclosure enclosure. So then you're talking about, you know, building a giant, gl- a giant glass room inside of a room kind of situation <laughs> is right. what it would take to pull something like that off. I have not met the enthusiast who went quite to that level. Right. So but wouldn't that be cool? It's like, you know, you get this, you know, this giant delivery uh, of sand from the um, store and your spouse is over there with their folded arms wondering what we've gotten into this time. Right. (laughs) Oh, well. But yeah. So and the other thing is um, we had these crabs. We had these four crabs. Their humidity was wrong. The food that we were feeding them was wrong. Like every, you go down the checklist. About virtually the only thing we had done right was the fact that we knew that they. You should try to have at least uh, three. Like that's what they say. It's like okay. you need to try at least, at least have three hermit crabs. And the reason why is because um, they they like to have a pal, but they also need to uh, have some space for themselves. And the general rule of thumb is ten gallons of space per crab. And we had four crabs in a 10 gallon little plastic carry well not carry all but little plastic uh, aquarium glass thing it's like i think honestly once upon a time that 10 gallon um, enclosure belonged to a madagascar hissing cockroach that i had previously so <laughs> so there you go um obviously i'm all about the mainstream pets here what can i say
1: yeah, could you just have a dog or something, or even just a goldfish? cheese right?
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, at the very least, go for one of the more mainstream pets. but oh, No.
1: <laughs> I feel like when you do get a furred pet, eventually it's going to be like a kinkajou or something, you
0: know? Yeah. Oh, or a capybara or a something. Capybara. Like yeah, exactly, right? <laughs>
1: Okay, so you didn't know everything you needed to know, and look, wherever you bought it or your daughter or your wife brought it back from, they didn't give you all the information. So how come you didn't – a lot of times people have this first experience and they quit. How come – I know you still had two left. How come you didn't just quit? Nobody gave up. They're like, did you guys just learn everything you could and rejigger the environment? What would you
0: do? Right. So this sort of goes back to uh, what I call uh, my street fighter paradox. And so, like, some people, when they play a game and they lose badly, that's the motivation to stop then and there. Yes. And, and I've always had the opposite reaction. Uh, like, if I get beat down, I tend to not stop doing that thing because I'm stubborn. And, and, and even though, you know, I, like, I might even give the visual cue of this sucks, I hate everything. Right. But, but, but in the back of my head, I'm going, okay, now what? What do I do next? Right, so um, this was oh, since this was about you know six ish years ago the there was some some information on the web back then that I could have actually find about hermit crab care there I hadn't found like the groups that I'm a part of now like that that hadn't really blown up into a thing just yet, okay. Um, although there were of course some groups around back then I just didn't find them and didn't know about them, right In that case, my google either my Google foo or the Google algorithm, one of the two let me down and I can't speak to which it was. but so I go on and I, and I start researching some things and so what are some other things that I screwed up like basic like let's say you buy you're out there listening to this and you're a mom and or dad and you've got the kid. Um, who wants one of these? What do you What do you do for a bare minimum that you should bother so you don't accidentally kill these things right away? Well, there's a pretty decent checklist. So let's let's go through the absolute biggest stuff though. One, get three of them as a minimum. As a just this is back of the hand rule of thumb. Two, make sure that cage is about 30 gallons for them to start with. That already right there starts to make some people go, mm, that's going to be a little bit of space in the house, right? Yeah. Uh, three, and this is another big one that people get wrong: the substrate. So the ground beneath your feet, it's rarely ever deep enough, right? So you're always way, way better off having a little bit too much in there and they don't have that much height, you're, uh, but having plenty enough to dig down. That's okay. why, that's why your, your classic 29-gallon tank is, is a good starting point because a 20-gallon tank and a 29-gallon tank, they're the same on your width and your length, but it's the height that you, you put in nine extra gallons, is it's all about adding the height so you can have that substrate, you have that space to dig it down into. And so uh, you need um, to make sure that that substrate is, and it, this will depend on the size of your crabs as well, right? So these crabs, they need that space to dig down and plus a little bit more. And it's so funny, a lot of people they buy these crabs and they put them in these cages and they bring them home and they think yay we've got hermit crabs if you've set it up properly versus what they had before the first thing they're going to do is bury themselves in de-stress like this is a thing that we see happen all the time with hermit crabs they're like oh thank goodness I can finally either go down there and just get away from all this you know overstimulation all the time like these are nocturnal creatures and and so they're used to being able to dig down if they want to and just have perfect black if they need to right yes. okay. and 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 or you know their maybe their health isn't optimum or something like that so they dig down and they're st- and so you've got this poor kid it's like yay you've got new pets and then they bury themselves and you won't see them for months
1: are you serious <laughs> i was expecting when you said nocturnal i'm like They're going to leave the crowded field at the mall, which is full of like 30 hermit crabs all jammed together. They're going to get to your place. They're going to get down there for a night's sleep or two nights sleep. And then, boop, they're going to pop up and do their thing. And that is not what happens.
0: No, (laughs) that's not what happens. Now, this this isn't like a guarantee kind of thing, but it does happen often. And the other thing that people don't realize is, um, you know, so a lot of people do know that hermit crabs need to molt. They need to shed their exoskeleton. But... Um, They don't some people don't realize just how long that process can potentially take now on average, you know You might see a crab go down molt and come back up and that process might take uh, On the quicker end, a little bit less than a month, maybe but they can be dug like we've had um, crabs Myself personally, I've had a crab go down for almost half a year and then I've heard others um, Who've had their crabs? where we tell people not to dig out the substrate to find them for up to for up to a year a year this could happen so can you imagine like you buy your kid a pet and they're like all right you're gonna be you're in fourth grade now but it's gonna be fifth grade before you see your new pet again congratulations
1: yeah, so, and it re- it reminds me of the tur- so that's the horrifying thing about turtles that run around in people's backyards. Sometimes they hibernate for a long time. Sometimes you don't know where they are. So it's oh, not yeah. like you can see into this sub. It's this isn't like an ant farm where you no. can see where all the ants are. That it's just disappeared. It could be dead. It could have climbed out and yeah. slunk away. You have no idea where it is.
0: Yeah, no, none whatsoever. And honestly. I, um, you don't want to be able to see them because if you can see them on the side of the cage or whatever, through the glass, that means that they don't have it dark in there. They want it dark in there. Right. And people sometimes can't help themselves. They start, you know, like lifting objects in the cage. Like the second I have one crab or more down, I try not to lift anything in the cage if I can help it. Like I have, I have water, I have water dishes and I have food di- a dish but I tried to make sure that they don't sink too far down into the sand at any one time because those crabs though they'll, they'll trash the cage constantly like it's actually one of the things that I find appealing by about hermit crabs is it's literally you get everything set up nice and neat they they uh, wake up at night they trash it and <laughs> then they you wake up in the morning and and you're like okay well I got to pick up after the party animals again and then you keep
1: going. <laughs> have you ever been up? Uh, so they're nocturnal. Have you ever been? You must have sometime just up all night so you get to see the party. Oh, well, so here's
0: the other thing, too. It's not a strict. Uh, here's the weird thing about it. Every hermit crab's different. I have three hermit crabs and each hermit crab uh, has a different behavior for how much they run around during the day. Okay. And and how much they prefer to have complete darkness or not. Like it sounds weird, but you you hold on to, if you're even somewhat observant in the behavior of these these goofy little things, um, you'll start to pick up the pattern on which one does what. So for example, um, first off, my my daughter gave our our hermit crabs um, different names, and the one of the of the four initial crabs that we had, we still have two of them. Than when we first brought home, her still with us. Uh, in addition to a third one that uh, we picked up later, once we felt like we knew what we were doing again. And so um, we've got Eagle Talk. He's the senior of the group. He's the he's the biggest crab. Um, and I say he, but let me point this out. Um, we I it's a little bit tricky to tell. The uh, sex of the crab, right? Like okay. you have to, the way. Um, uh, sorry, I cut out for a second there. The way to tell um, hermit crabs apart is you have to look uh, underneath the abdomen.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. So a male hermit crab won't have any appendages on the abdomen, and, uh, and a and a fee, uh, female hermit crab will have three sort of feathery-looking appendages. On the left side of their body, and the feathery appendages are sort of there to securely hold eggs. Right.
1: And do you not know whether they're male or female? Because is it sort of traumatizing to like go yanking them out of a sh- out of their <clears throat> crab shell or whatever to look?
0: Yes. So it's okay. it's a couple it's a couple of things like that. So what? In, uh, one, we've had the names on them for so long that i have I'd be kind of bummed if sometimes you don't want to know the truth of the matter (laughs) right and my 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 daughter she basically gender assigned them all as males and so they could all be females and i could be over here going this is just not right (laughs) although you know even then um uh, that's a little bit projection right like humans always do this anthropomorphizing everything yes so where it's like Saying this name is is, you know, masculine. This one is feminine. It's like, what is that? It's just it's a random label, really, in the end of of, of it all. So we've got we've got um, Eagle Talk and then we have uh, Cookie Heart, who is uh, the smallest of the group. And then in the middle, the jerk of the group, the aggressor of the group, most of the time, um not hasn't been as bad since we moved them into a new cage. Uh it was buttercake. Buttercake's my favorite of the three. I actually did a painting of buttercake and it used to hang on the walls of one of my former offices. And now that painting is somewhere in my house. But is your cake,
1: you have to yes. take a picture of that for this podcast? Is your gender indeterminate hermit crab buttercake um Aggressive to the point of danger to the other crabs, or is just the one is the most active and the most pushy about where it wants to go?
0: Okay, so this sort of dovetails into—I can tell this this conversation is going to be all over the place, and I apologize—but this sort of dovetails into how you can tell the difference between uh, dominance behavior versus, you know, something that could be construed as um, literally like you're talking about—yes, uh, threatening, be far, could threatening be far- and dangerous. Yes. Yes. So there's, there's a couple different types of behaviors where they fall into different categories. And one of the, one of the things that some people wonder about is uh, when they see a hermit crab on top of another hermit crab, right? And, and clearly the other hermit crabs, you know, not happy about it kind of thing. That is literally a show of dominance where one hermit crab is on top of the hermit crab, but that is, does not count as necessarily aggressive what you're so what you're looking for in aggressive behavior is something um uh, there's some every hermit crab community has like slightly different slang but I think the terms will be self-explanatory when you hear them you'll be looking for things like shell rocking or shell jacking right so that would be a case of where something is not going well and 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 clearly it's, it's dangerous for the other crab where you see one crab literally trying to pull another crab outside of the other crab's shell Okay,
1: so clearly they're trying to make, it's not just like, here's me in my car bumping up against your car. I want to rip you out of your window and run you over with my car. (laughs) Yes, that's a perfect
0: analogy where you have, um, it's it's clearly something's not going right there. And so some people are like, okay, well, then what causes that to happen? And usually it boils down to a couple things like they either don't have enough space, um, the conditions of the tank are quite right. Or um, one of the worst ones of all would be they're so malnourished, uh, you know, they have such a lack of nutrition or not enough to eat that they're basically to resort to a type of cannibalism. Right. Okay. So, so there's 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 a lot in all of the in between. So that as they, it progresses from one to the next to the next. But usually it's something like that. Um, we had a uh, butter cake and uh, cookie heart. They were both down, buried for a really long time. And when the we uh, the second they came back up from their molts, I wanted to move them to their new cage because uh, I literally had upgraded them to to a large, larger tank. And Eagle Talk was out the whole time, so all I had to do was pick them up and put in the other cage. Uh, A lot of people wish you could handle your crabs. I hate to say it, people, you should not be handling your crabs. You should keep that to a bare minimum. Again, another reason why it might not be the best pet for, for children, right?
1: They're cute. I mean, they're painting Batman and and logos on their shelves <clears throat> where they buy them sometimes, not in pet stores, but in malls.
0: Yeah. And it's something
1: to be handled. It looks like a toy. And what do you yeah. guys want to do with a the toy? They want to play with it.
0: Right. And, and you actually hit on something else there, too. Every single time we recommend buying new shells to get them out of those painted shells as quickly as possible. Hermit crabs are not picky eaters to their detriment. Those those paints eventually because of the fact that you're supposed to have um, the humidity of your um, tank at such a high level, like uh, at least 80 percent, 85 to 90, if you can help it. They like it moist. Um, You uh, that paint will flick. Uh, fleck and chip off and, and then they'll
1: find it in the sand.
0: They'll find it in the sand and they'll eat it, the ding-dong dummies. You know, it's not too much different than the dog and the vomit. You can't help them sometimes. You're like, dude, where's your discerning taste? So
1: wait, I feel like I have not we have not delved anywhere deep enough into this topic, but I know you have to go and I wanted to ask you one last question that you alluded to a bit. Um when I asked you how come you didn't give up what is the joy now that you're six years in? Is it just the joy of responsibility for a pet? Is it the discerning individual things about the, what, where do you get your personal joy? How do you feel taking care of these hermit crabs for so many years?
0: So here's the thing that I love about it. I, I, it's, it's, it appeals a little bit to like being able to tweak things to, uh, to like a little bit of an OCD nature because I talk (laughs) about, I talk about all this stuff, right? Like I haven't, I haven't hinted upon things. Like for example, you need to have fresh water and salt water dishes for them. If you can have bubblers also, um, for f- freshwater pools and saltwater pools for them to be able to to climb in and out of. Holy oh, moly! And yeah. then and then it, you can have secondary uh, ha- helping helper pets if you will. Like uh, a lot of people will actually raise pill bugs and throw them in there. And then when they die, then you know the hermit crabs like to eat them, right? <laughs> so, um, and you can have you can plant you can plant like chia in there and then. Because what you want is sandcastle consistency um, sand, uh, uh, f- like four or five parts of that with one part, like say echo earth, which is like a little bit like decomposed uh, earth, if you will, you mix that together, you get this sandcastle consistency stuff going on. You take all these different elements yes and, and, and it sounds like a lot of work, but it's all in the setup, right? It's all in the setup. So once you get your uh, hydrometer or, in there, you get your temperature gauge in there and you're watching the dials on these things and everything's just sort of working. Right. It's like, ah, they're responding to this environment that I've tweaked to w- uh, makes them happy. Then you just sort of, you know, change the food once every day or two. Um, you tweak one or two things about the, the cage. You might spend five minutes, you know, tidying things up after they rip everything out.
1: But then, isn't that boring if you figured it out? Don't you want to move on to your next pet now if you've tweaked it to almost maximum efficiency?
0: Well, yes and no because um, at the same time, they're you know, like I said, sometimes they um, bury themselves and they disappear for a while. But other times, they will literally like like remember when I said some of the crabs will be down or some people will, won't be running around during the days, and others. Yes. Will. Eagle talk runs around a lot during the day, and so I. I have him. I have the cage in my office. I go over there, and he's, you know, you know, at least, you know, he's good for at least an an uh, two or three hours of movement a day on average. So right. I just sort of peek my head around my monitor, and there he is. He's got they've got climbing nets inside of there, and so they. It's it's just sort of like a it's like this deliberate slow moving. A creature. And and you can do other things too. Like some people take hamster wheels, cut them in half, lay them on their sides, and they'll get on that thing like a treadmill. And they'll just <laughs> walk it and walk it and walk it and walk it. <laughs> and, and, they, they, and you you start to find out what their favorite foods are even. And some people are like, okay, well, what kind of exotic food do you feed a hermit crab, right? And the real answer is what a human should be eating. And, and and what I mean by that is, for the most part, it should be, you should be feeding them mostly organic um, uh, foods. And this isn't like hippie kind of stuff. It's the reason why you want to have organic foods is uh, because of the fact that, remember what I said earlier about these things <clears throat> um, uh, being similar to Insects or organic foods. They have fewer pesticides. Um, they're richer in certain nutrients. And this helps because hermit crabs have an exoskeleton and nervous system that are a lot like insects. And that means they're, you know, they are susceptible to stuff like pesticides on non-organic produce. So we're, we try to be really careful about stuff like that.
1: So it isn't just discovering about hermit crabs. There's also a joy in discovering about your hermit, crabs. my
0: hermit crab. What yeah, they like, like, want. Like, like like everybody else in the group is like, oh my goodness, you want to know a hermit crab? my hermit crabs absolutely love. They love popcorn, and I'm like, oh really? I'm going to try popcorn. And my hermit crabs are like, yeah, it's popcorn. But you know what? My hermit crabs really love. They they will just lose their minds for a sli- a nice fresh slice of mango. They love mango, right? So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating because everybody, you know, especially for whatever reason, people just assume that, oh, well, when it's a dog, they're like, well, my dog likes this and this and this, and my dog's the only dog like that. And then for some reason, it sort of goes the opposite way for these smaller creatures. Oh, well, they're all the same. Right.
1: Interesting. Yeah, where it's almost like the smaller and the less human or the the more it's di- the more the harder it is to anthropomorphize about the animal. Maybe sometimes people just kind of assume things about the entire category of that species. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. So so it's just one of those situations where you you inadvertently realize, oh, there's a bias, there's a bias there There's a bias." And you have to be careful about that when you're trying to take proper care of something because um, misinformation kills these poor creatures.
1: <laughs> okay. I I know you have to promise to send me a, a detailed email in the next few days and I will put it in the podcast notes with oh, yeah. information where if someone wants to, if they're thinking about getting a hermit crab or they suspect there's something troubling, the one they have now, where should they go for that information? Um, but I know you got to go. And so uh, this was Ryan and I suspect he probably knows almost everything about his, Hermit crab, eagle talks, uh, skills and uh, preferences. All of this is true and so much more.